listening to KBOO Portland. You probably know that KBOO Community Radio is listener-sponsored. But did you know that 80% of our funding comes from donations from listeners just like you? You can always make a donation to keep KBOO independent and non-commercial at kboo.fm give. But right now, during our end-of-the-year drive, is the perfect time to contribute. Help us reach our goal of $70,000 by December 31st. Make your tax-deductible year-end donation at kboo.fm give today. And thanks. And here's Mose Allison. On the Talking Earth. KBO Everybody Portland. a great Mose Allison who did The Seventh Son and all of that. I want to do a little more of that and and uh, um, Patrick, we decided or somebody decided something upstairs or downstairs in hell. Um, we are going to make this some sentimental slosh about uh, Christmas and New Year's. I hate New Year's. I used to get drunk with a bunch of idiots and have to give them a kiss or a handshake at midnight. I don't do that anymore. So this uh, talking earth is not a, a confessional thing. And we, we've we done, um, I've done the Christianity with Mary Magdalene and was Jesus born on, July, on December 25th? No, but we're not going to go there. Um, uh, Re- Gore Vidal wrote a book called Julian in which he showed Ten different other. Uh, it's it's a solstice holiday. Okay, stop. So um, stop that. We we've done that one. And so um, let's. Uh, so what the heck do you think about Christmas? Just I mean, what what are you? Oh, oh I know. You're giving your cats presents. Go ahead. Yes, you're giving my cats presents. What what presents are you giving your cats? So. A week ago, because we had a Not too balance long of power issues, I gave my smaller cat, I bought her a bed, a fairly big cat bed, a wide cat bed. It's Not, not too much bed. now, remember. We're and I put it on top of this thing that the other cat can't get to because he's 16 pounds and he can't climb that high. And she's been, like, loving it. She immediately went in there and was like, oh, this is awesome. 
She has like a new bed, new spot that Leo, the, the male characters, get to. So I decided I was going to get the, the big 16-pound uh, Siamese cat. I was going to get him his own bed, his own little cat bed. So I went and I bought it and um, the same place. And it suffocated him. No, no, it's not that. It's more kind of... Oh, let's just that. finish it off it's here. It's more funny than that. Uh, well, it's better be funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I brought it home, but I realized I bought the smaller version, and he just stared at it because he doesn't fit into it. So it's like, what were you doing, Dad? And he just didn't He didn't use it. It's a big, fat cat. Okay. Yeah, he, could, he couldn't fit in it, and he's like, you know, why are you an idiot? So, oh, yeah, that's that's a Christmas story for cats. That's a fat cat's Christmas story. And, yeah, uh, he didn't and we get what hate he fat, We hate rich people buying million-dollar presents. Yeah. So I hate the darkness, uh, and I I uh, don't know why it gets dark at 4.30. Uh, I, I've had a, uh, a, a deep chest cough, and I might cough, and I think leave it on there. Uh, because I'm on, I guess my voice is all right. So, allergy, disc, uh, you know, uh, decongestion, no. See a doctor if you have uh, uh, any reactions to the medicine. How? Why? Um, I mean, you know, who? You can't see a doctor. They're all in waiting rooms with the pandemic. You, they're not even there. There's people lying around all the floors who, um, you know, uh, my sister actually got uh, uh, COVID because the kids are all sick at school where she works, and uh, she's surviving. I don't know how the hell she does it. So, uh, I, 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 you know, I used to sleep. I hate darkness at 4, 4.15. Uh, I used to sleep with the light on when I was a kid. And one time I thought a ghost or God had touched me on the face. No lie. And a 90-year-old woman had died in the, in the damned house and we were renting it and we just moved in. And I had the damn light on and something touched me on the face. And then my older brother was a, a monster, Donald. I dedicate the program to uh, Donald Jess Curtis who passed away. Uh, he used to call me a lesbian's plaything. <laughs> I didn't know what the hell that meant. Yeah. But I was about 14, and maybe I did look a little uh, faggy or, or uh, uh, you know, gender challenged. But um, he used to then uh, put the boxing gloves on me. They were padded, and then pound me senseless trying to make a man out of me or something, or I had 14 or 13. And, but what, what, one of the nice things he did was, he said there's a ghost over there by the chimney. And we slept in the same bed. And there was a line drawn down the middle of the bed. Poor people live like that. Yeah. And, and, and you know, um, I would ask the question, how do you masturbate if your goddamn brother is over on the other side there? You don't, it wasn't about that, it, 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 you know. Uh, it's uh, when people are poor and dirty and homeless and uh, nowhere to wash up and uh, and uh, they live in hell. But um, the older brother, he we had drawn him a line down the middle of the bed and and uh, the lis yeah, I didn't know what a lesbian was. I didn't. But we put on the boxing gloves and then he'd pound me, and then he used to uh, try to uh, frighten me. He said. Uh, there was a ghost named Whitey that lived by by the chimney, <laughs> and um, and uh, what the hell? Why there was a ghost? Is God a ghost? I would rather talk like that. So you're gonna do a little piece of slaughterhouse, a little of this. Let me uh, just um, uh, this. Uh, I I hate presents. I hate and I hate. New Year's more than I hate because it means one year closer to death. So I'll respond to that, would you please? Death? <laughs> you worried about death, Patrick? Oh, th this is how I'm going to respond. Go ahead. My favorite song of the winter. Not too much. Go ahead, though. When I was a child, 
I was thinking, I, my parents got me piano lessons. My brother and I had got lessons to play piano. Okay. So we had a piano, and I was like, I started playing music that I heard, like Close Encounters of the Third Kind. So I heard this music off a commercial on TV around 1979, 1980. Oh, not too much. A lot of detail. And, uh, okay, so, like, I'm, I'm playing it, and my dad asked me where I got it, and I was like, oh, from a commercial for a movie on TV. And it was the music for The Shining. Oh, I love that The Shining. Is, is, it was from the Timberline Lodge in Oregon. Yeah. And uh, Jack Nicholson said, what was the great line? He said, here's Johnny. Here's Johnny. But, uh, yeah, it's like the mu opening music from The Shining. They played in the commercial. Oh, that's enough. That's enough. Yeah, yeah that's my favorite winter song. Okay, and, and I'm going to uh, do this white boy thing because I uh, think they're boring. I mean, they're boring. White people are boring. Okay. Here, this is why. Come on. Oh, come on, too much. have fun, you know, with, you know, fun in the sun, 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 there ain't no sun now. So, um, f uh, this is not a, we want a little bite in the program, and so this is not going to be uh, a fun program, but, uh, <laughs> uh, it ain't fun. I, I don't want a fun program. I want, uh, some bite. I want, I want Kabu to have some, um, uh, mean old man stuff on it. So, um, so why did you choose? Okay, this is Pearl Harbor Day, uh, a neoconservative um, uh, a trip. They, uh, they, the neocons have said, well, we need to galvanize the American people, and so whether you believe it or not, I am not into conspiracies. But 3,200 architects said that the Twin Towers could not have gone down like that with, uh, air, with airplane gasoline, which only burns at 1,900 degrees. They had been wired, and, uh, and the Americans just uh, sucked it in. So even 911, and they played that over and over in New York City, everywhere, uh, because the neoconservatives said, we need another event like Pearl Harbor to galvanize so we can take over Washington, D.C., and the Trumpsters can still be part of the fascist streak. So why did you choose Slaughterhouse-Five, Kurt Vonnegut? Because I just finished Go reading it. it. You're going to read a part of it. Go ahead. I will. But tell us about it. Well, this is... A little bit. And it's sort of about Jesus. What do you mean, Jesus? I mean... Well, it's explanatory. I will tell you. It's uh, this We're little not doing bit too about much, a novel by Kilgore Trout that's talked about in Slaughterhouse-Five. It was the gospel from outer space. It was about a visitor from outer space, shaped very much like a child from... I'm going to mispronounce that. Tralfemadorian. By the way, the visitor from outer space made a serious study of Christianity to learn, if he could, why Christians found it so easy to be cruel. He concluded that at least part of the trouble was slipshod storytelling in the New Testament. 
He supposed that the intent of the Gospels was to teach people, among other things, to be merciful, even to the lowest of the low. But the Gospels actually taught this. Before you kill somebody, make absolutely sure he isn't well connected. So it goes. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Slaughterhouse Five, I believe, is uh, is sort of an indictment of the uh, firebombing of Europe. It's by, about that, yeah. What was the name of the Dresden? Dresden. It's a firebombing of Dresden. Yeah, and it was I'm a going to continue for just a little bit. Go ahead. The flaw in the Christ story, said the visitor from outer space, was that Christ, who didn't look like much, was actually the son of the most powerful being in the universe. Readers understood that, so when they came to the, the crucifixion, they naturally thought, and Rosewater read this out loud again, oh boy, they sure picked the wrong guy to lynch that time. And that thought out of brother, there are right people to lynch. Who? People not well connected. Black so, people, for example. Just people not well connected. So it goes. So that's that's the little bit I'm going to read. It goes well, you're a, a science bit. fiction guy, and, yeah. and, and we did a program on dystopia. We did a thing on uh, Abby and um, Fahrenheit Ford and, and, and George Orwell. Uh, and... and um, and, and you, you really chimed in well about uh, science fiction. So, do um, uh, you think actually that Jesus was that important? I don't. I mean, uh, he well, he was part of the house of David, maybe, and uh, uh, they never they never broke his legs. He actually uh, was put in a cave. And uh, yeah. what what is your question? Is he is he important or? Well, well why, why, why is he important? It's because the Vatican said he's the son of God. He never called himself the son of God. He called himself the son of man. And we don't want to get too deep into this. Yeah. We did theology I, here one time. And the only thing I was going to say is that the reason he's important is he influenced the cult that became a religion that took over the Roman Empire and basically took over the yes, world. Yes, Constantine took... Yeah, I yeah. mean, that would be why Muhammad is important as well. That's why Buddha is important. Uh, it yeah, is religion know? a delusion? More or less? Uh, well, it's... What is religion? Patriotism? It's a belief system. Is fascism... No. Uh, uh, well, no, they, they tried to make it a religion. The problem is, is that... Um, uh, I just have a book on Bertrand Russell over there, a lovely book. Um, you know, um, one of the things about the afterlife and, and trying to um, not die, not die, is that um, uh, you have a serious concern. You're going to go someplace else again. But for the Nazis, it was to improve the race make the race so you give your uh life to a higher power and that's what wars warfare is you give it to the nation state liberty all of that is well to quote george to quote Patton. go ahead the, the point is not to die for your country it's to make the other poor bastard die for his country well i know that's pretty funny you should have been well, a comedian. it's true i mean that's the you, you don't you, win you, by you, getting you, killed you should have been a comedian you know, I, I mean like that's that. that's what patents you know i mean well yeah, Patton was, was probably uh a fascist good. Uh, well, he kind of was fighting the fascists, actually, so I don't know about that. Well, of course he would, but we're not going to get into he all that. He has some biases. So, um, what, what else, where, where are we going to go here? I mean, did, did your family ever buy uh, presents? Oh, yeah, we uh, still do that. Oh, you do? Yeah, okay. family still buys, you know, we still celebrate Christmas somewhat, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, and, and you have a nice family, and... Uh, yeah. How is Melissa? We've done. We've done. Melissa's the doing fine. The cats are uh, annoyed with me, but they're doing okay. Well. Well, one of them's one of them's annoyed. The other one is completely happy. Well, you she know, has a, I, I don't know how people live fits. with their pets, but that's not my she problem. She has a bed that fits. Here's what we uh, don't but want to live with. They they probably don't believe in Christmas though. 
Memphis Slim. Don't you love that? Do you love the music from the 50s and all of that? You know, be when when they, they all came in, rock and roll and all that. Do you like that? Did yeah, that, I do. Did that change your life? Uh, no. No. Not the music from the 50s. That didn't change my life. Here we go. Just a second. The poor girl jumped up and left. But the girl got lonely and run to me. And I kept her for myself. Just going to show you. Do you believe that? Yeah, I think it's probably true. The rich know that. They need all the poor over in uh, Ole Ole, uh, which uh, is not far from me. And I, I love the Mexican workers. It's going to be a uh, 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 a party. They call it Noche Buena. Uh, but um, the deal is uh, the great uh, Posada said um, to make all those rich people rich. You got to have a million people poor, and that's the yeah. problem with America today. We're all goddamn half the population is poor, and people like uh, Walmart and Jeff Bezos and Bezos uh, and and all of that. Um, they sucked up all the money, so we're all. Uh, um, what's the word? I'm not going to get. Any, I'm not going to use vulgar language here. We're, we're all, uh, well, they used to say that about animals. We're all sucking hind tit, meaning on the animal, we're back at the tail end of the animal, uh, the female animal. And I do not mean, I mean witch. I do not mean, um, I don't use the B word anymore. And yeah. I, don't, I don't use the word uh, yeah. uh, MF anymore. It's mother fracker. You're fracking your mother earth. Okay. And men uh, all were, whether they like it or not, were, uh, and that's what's wrong with Roe versus Wade. I mean, why can't women be full uh, uh, human beings making their own decisions about their life? Oh, yeah. Men, men want to dominate women, and, and, and you know how many um, uh, child... Uh, um, uh, abused uh, wives shelters there have been in Portland and all over the country yeah and, and, and who gets shot who gets shot is um, the old man decides to commit suicide or, or shoot up a, a kid's classroom what does he do he, he, he goes home he's going to blow his brains out but he's going to take out the wife and the kids yeah. Now that is disgusting stuff. He doesn't have a right to do that, does he? No. Uh, but that's that's the way it is. Um, let's. Um, oh no! Yeah, I, I, I. It's not about being mean spirited about Christmas. It's just that um, uh, Stan Freeberg and others, you know, uh, you know. I don't have the Stan Freeberg record, but the point is, you know, jingle, jingle, jingle is the money, and you know, uh, you know, and and by, did, did you ever like in New York City in the cities, in Times Square, and that's what I hated about uh, 
uh, New Year's Eve in Times Square, they, there used to be a countdown. Yeah. So we're all drunk in a bar in Idaho or Oregon, and we're counting down like a bunch of buffoons. Dum, dum, there is one more seconds till midnight, blah, blah, blah. <coughs> then, <coughs> then, <coughs> don't cut this out. And then what happens? I'm another year closer to death, so I hate New Year. Well, well, yeah. well what, what about that? I mean... Uh, well, the other thing is... is they that... play with our future by propagandizing us all the time. Yeah. Go well, or respond to propaganda though, a little bit. The other bit. thing, though, is that you know that we're, they're not, we're not counting down along with them because they're three hours ahead. They just replay the thing on TV. Yeah, well, they would play it on TV, so we are actually getting the feed from New York City. Yeah, I know, but it's a late feed. It's three hours different. Well, it, obviously, they're, 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 it's starting midnight three hours earlier in, in New York than it Well, they play it over and over again just so they yeah. played the Twin Towers uh, uh, conspiracy. Uh, and uh, uh, anyway, let, well, let's, let's do a little Billy Holiday and... Are we going with drive here? And and you, you don't you have a personal poem or two or what? Yeah, I do. Let me well, let me let me bail a little Billy Holiday here. See what happens. I love her voice. Okay, she had great backup, you know. It was just one of those things. Just one of those crazy flings One of those bells that now and then rings Just one of those things It was just one of those nights Just one of those fabulous flights A trip to the moon on gossamer wings just one of those things If we thought a bit Of the end of it When we started painting the town We'd have been aware That our love affair was too hot Not to cool down So goodbye Dear Good day and amen. He is hoping we meet now and then. It was great fun, but it was just one of those days. One more song you're in. Come on, Billy. Ah, it's too slow. I want to hear a woman's voice here on and kiss some other chaps once I was young but never was naive I thought I had a trick or two up my imaginary sleeve okay that's another it's a bummer a bummer. But anyway, um, now what have you got there in your hand? Well, come on, come on, let's let keep the momentum up. About something that happened to Portland a couple days ago. Well, honey, do it. Do it. I am the god of snow. Your chains lie useless against me. Rain city shall fall behind schedule under my light load. Watch four by four trucks thrown asunder by my wheel fraying power. Behind you, before you, everywhere you drive, fall the silent flakes of death. My spirit winters Portland. No one shall work. One cubic centimeter and victory. This stalled economy is mine. No, let it let keep the cop going, um, but you know, 
for God's sake, I was out in that. It was just a tiny little ice down here at sea level. We don't get really, we don't get real snow here. Did we? You you say that was a heavy snow? I mean, what, what I've seen heavy the, the snow. The joke is it's the heavy snow for Portland and it's enough to like close a bunch of places. Okay, tell us about the joke. That's what I need to <laughs> yeah. know. Um, Where I worked, no, I didn't really close anything. Everyone just ran. Are you working snow. again, I hope? Okay. Yes, I am. Well, you have to work at to pay the rent and pay location. the real estate. A secret location. Well, oh, oh, you, you're hiding your workplace. It is a secret location, so my cats don't figure it out and get me fired because I should be home oh, all the time. Oh, God, Tim. I, People and their pets. We're beyond. Them. We're we're below acceptable staffing levels at our house. Oh, sensible staffing. I, I love acceptable staffing levels. Uh, I, I, one I, human, I, one to two humans for each feline. Now you said uh, you don't know what you're doing next week, but you're at 10 p.m. Uh, yeah, I have a show next week, and I don't know what I'm doing. It's going to be complete chaos. Complete chaos. I'm not sure what's going to happen. Well, you know, uh, I. No, keep keep ad, keep ad ad libbing about. Well, I can that. read a poem. Well, read another poem. I, I want to hear. I want some drive. Week. You don't wake me up anymore. Meow in my face at six thirty in the morning. Oh my God! Stretch pet. claws across my naked insomniac chest. Attack the fortress of the bookshelf. Knock Tolstoy from his unreadable perch and kick papers from the dresser onto the heater. Waiting for them to explode into flame. What happened, my furry alarm clock? Did someone hit your snooze button? Now I miss all my Tai Chi classes and I'm late for work every damn day. Well, you know, um, what's kind of interesting about all of that is, uh, you know, I'm not picking on the pets. What I'm saying is uh, they have become, they rule the roost. Why is that? Tell me about animals. I don't know if you want. They don't always rule the roost. It just depends on the, the pet-human relationship. Okay. I mean, you know. um, why do you think humans would be less human if that wasn't for pets? Animals, that's a loaded question. Well, course. I mean, we've domesticated animals for a while. It's one of the things that's allowed us to conquer the entire world. Repeat, why is that? That we've been able Shortly, to... Shortly. That what? we've been able to domesticate animals? Well, well, well we domesticated them because we're a predator. We wanted to eat them. No, actually, that's not what happened. Well, the uh, cats... Well, it is. Barbara, Eric... There, that's interesting. No, that's not what... Barbara er Eric, when I, I, there's a book called Blood Right. She just passed away. She did n yeah. nickels and dimes. Um, right uh, what happened was when the meteor supposedly wiped out the dinosaurs, the little yeah. uh, rat-like uh, mammals came out of the trees, and they, but they still had to deal with the saber-toothed tigers and the hyenas and all that big stuff that was going to eat them up still. So they actually left. They began sharing food with the hyenas and all of that, and they saw what it meant to be a predator. Now, that's the theme of blood rights. You don't have to agree with that. Okay. Predator. And actually, Mel Gibson made a, uh, uh, an amazing... Um, I don't like Mel Gibson because he went nut. Mel Gibson went nuts, but he uh, he made a, um, I think it was called Predator uh, about the um, uh, Aztecs uh, uh, eating going to uh, eating the tribes around them because there was a shortage of protein in in Central America and and when the pigs and the cows and that stuff came, then they had some food again. A protein type food, but have you? Did you ever see the movie Predator? Um, no, are you talking about Apocalypto? Well, you call it Apocalypto. Maybe I got the wrong name. I haven't seen it. Um, the thing I was going to say is that uh, they were we, killers. Human beings domesticated dogs and cats well before the Aztecs. 
uh, I, I, I know about dogs and cats. So one the, the, one the, reason they did cats was to get rid of the plagues, because that cats ate the. No, that was afterward. The, the reason, the reason the cats and the human beings started like coexisting well, is we uh you know we needed ahead. something Quick. to kill the rats that would eat our grains. Okay, you're saying grain. Okay. Yeah, so they were trying to like basically. Uh, I'm, I'm cats, not gonna worry about the grain. The deal That's with the good. cats is their deal is that they kill the, the things that eat our foodstuffs and we give them food. That is our our contract with the cats. Well, well, we that's... dogs are pack animals, so it's a completely uh, different uh, kind of. Well, thing. I know it's the alpha. Maybe. Yeah, you're the alpha, but the thing is, you're also supposed to give them food too. But they're also like hunters, and they help you hunt. The cats aren't helping us hunt. They're they're protecting our food that we already have. Another woman's voice, Peggy Lee, and uh, I. Um, yeah. Uh, what are we at? What is this time? Uh, we got. Uh, 21 minutes. Okay, I'm gonna... I'm gonna... I want some content on this and I don't have a problem with uh, with what we do. Peggy Lee, I love her voice. I love Piggy Lee. Oh, it, it, no, it is not pause. I don't think. I, what I what I'm going to do this instead is All right. uh, is um, the talking rain. And uh, what's interesting about this is, for many people, um, Catherine Dunn could do no wrong. Geek Club and uh, many things. I think she was a bit acerbic, but uh, uh, she did a great. Um, um uh motherly unmotherly um first talking rain um here it is this is Catherine Dunn American doesn't remember curses from the playground your mother is probably the only one you've ever known who really wanted to kill you and your mother stopped cars on Sunset Boulevard by the length of her legs and the magyar in her cheekbones, though she claimed it was just good posture. And your mother married five handsome men, but swore she only did it for the money. And your mother made ships out of pine cones and guns out of milk cans, and no human male was calm within fifty feet of her. And your mother told wild stories at the dinner table till you were cracked and leaking with laughter. She said Stalin died from eating two whole chickens all by himself. But she ate only wings and necks and the Pope's nose. And your mother called you dove or childy and broke your nose and put your baby brother in the hospital with a fractured pelvis. And your mother dragged you through bean fields and dreams and turned the hose on bill collectors. And your mother could curse. And your mother stole proudly, saying it's not dishonest, it's resourceful. And your mother, the teetotaler, ran a DeSoto full of booze into dry counties to buy Christmas toys. And your mother ran a red light in a strange town and got the arresting officer to pay her rent. And your mother fed you all one winter by drawing portraits of Albert Schweitzer with black crayons on old pillowcases and selling them to suckers. And your mother forgot toothbrushes but taught you to make slingshots and to keep your distance in a fight. And your mother didn't really care if you went to school, but she told you you were God and rubbed your face in raw beauty three times a day. And your mother knew if you got hurt, even across town, but it never worried her. And your mother made pie out of one saltine and a raisin. And your mother singed her eyebrows, scooping you from a fire some claim she set and drew them on with Maybelline forever after. 
and your mother ran off with a new man and did her best, but you hitchhiked after her, and your mother wore you out with switches, broom handles, belts, and her paralyzing tongue, then snatched your ass from the draft board and hid you for a whole war, and your mother sliced off the top of your skull with her terrible love and poured in the charred sludge of hate and there was never a dull moment and your mother suspects you of plotting against her and she's right is that a maternal christmas story uh <laughs> Uh, actually, you, you do know the Talking Rain, TK Records, yeah. and, and do you have a copy of that? I mean, I it, do. Yeah, and um, um, we lost Rachel Lin Thor Lindsay, who supposedly was um, the nephew of the great uh, uh, Rachel Lindsay. Um, well, no, we just, we'll get, we'll get, which one do we want? We'll do... This guy is really wild. His name is Bill Bissett, and he is a madman uh, up in Canada, Vancouver. I got a feeling, uh, I got a feeling we're gonna make this and strong. We got the holy breeze that's coming through the trees now. We got the holy breeze that's coming through the trees now. We got the all the love that's flowing, honey. I got a shimmyia in our soul now, homoshimmyia. Is that poetry? <laughs> I think it is. See the star dancing, chase the meat and moving uh, through the desert by the holy man. Interesting voice. I like voices. And I come into you, you're Kurushimania. And I come into you, you're coming into me, you're coming into you, you're coming into me. I got a feeling, honey, I'm a shinia. I got a shinahayakira, shinahayakinia. And the green wind is moving through the summer. Why is it poetry? And the green wind is moving through the summer tree. And the green wind is moving through the summer tree. Hey, you see the river? Flow to us. We are the river. Moving through the summer tree. And the green wind, yeah, is moving through the summer tree. And the green wind, the wind, the wind, the wind, the wind, the wind is moving through the summer tree. And the green wind is moving through the summer tree. Bill Bessett. Vancouver. Now, this is a test question, same Talking Earth record. There, who is this? Chicken! <laughs> He'd heard about this religion in the Caribbean. They sacrificed live chickens at the height of frenzy. Santora? This is a Sartori? Christmas poem. Yeah. Santorini. That was his mother's maiden name. Italian on her side of the family. He took his heads chopped off, spurting blood. It was a real obsession. Went on for months and woke him up in a sweat. Could he dare be a black magic priest at the arty party Saturday nights held in a bohemian basement? The poets carried on and a few hip painters, cocks and tits and expressionist colors, a neo-primitivism flavored goodwill canvases. They were drinking hard stuff, vivacious blonde women and good looking college boys at 3 a.m. Santorini brought out a Rhode Island red rooster squawking and shitting from a wire cage he had a box cutter in his left hand, the bird flapping in the right. It clawed wildly at his wrist. Voodoo chicken, he intoned. Voodoo, doo, doo. Joe, what the fuck's going on, Karen asked, his ex from Jersey. Mongo Santa Maria type jazz rhythmically emoted the scene. Take off your clothes, we're gonna jerk off. Santorini unzipped his trousers, released the belt. 
Voodoo, hoodoo, chicken. Dramatically, he took a swipe with a razor-sharp knife and the bird's head severed. Blood gushed a little red fountain. The rooster flapped and kicked wildly in its death throes. Santorini smeared blood on his cock, now hard as a rock, moved to Karen and tore her dress, ripped her slip, exposing her naked thighs and bush, smearing blood with his right hand, masturbating with his left. Ooh, voodoo chicken, voodoo chicken. Next week, the party group really got down. Three hens and a white rooster and blood and chicken chip covered the floor, white feathers on the waterbed. Santorini accidentally slashed his wrist and he had to have 25 stitches at the emergency ward. They didn't want to admit him. His girlfriend was hysterical. The rooster got away upstairs and she freaked an old Vietnamese lady. The landlord gave him an eviction notice. The party's Halloween. He couldn't eat chicken McNuggets anymore and began losing weight. The dreams continued more vividly. Some of his party-going friends lost interest in his life. His attitude was depressed, grouchy. He'd fly off the handle over anything. Is that a funny the Morning line? News published the shocking account in the back of the paper. Blood all over the apartment floor. Red chicken tracks. Was it murder or suicide? A box cutter was found beside the naked body, which had been castrated, throat slit, smeared bloody letters across the floor. V-O-O-D-O -O -O something. Voodoo chicken. Is that poetry? I don't know. I think it is. Well, why do you think it's poetry? I mean, it's a little... Raucous, a little trying too hard. To... Raucous is fine, and trying too hard. Well, I don't know. It may not. Oh, well, 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 but... well, 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 what is poetry? You think you know? I'm gonna give that up for a Memor second. Poetry is memorable speech. Just memorable speech, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, no, I, 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 I don't really disagree. I just kind of. Uh, um, I'm interested in, in um, you know, I, I wonder what do people think that are listening to this? Is this uh, a holiday type of um, <laughs> holiday type program? Um, it, it doesn't it, do, it doesn't matter. You know, the, the point is this is not a therapy program. You have to be adult if you want to listen. Uh, to the talking earth and 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 uh there are other talking earths there are and you're next week uh 10 p.m yeah okay and um i um i uh what will you do do you think or do do well uh i procrastinated Tell us what you're so going to do. I, at the moment, it seems like I have no guests, but we'll see what happens. I may... I think next week I'll definitely debut. Debut? What is... Debut is a French word. What does it mean? Uh, you know... Uh, begin with something new. Break in with the first... first uh, the first uh, edition of Bookstab. Go ahead, tell us about Bookstab. Bookstab is going to be where I talk about books, or I have people on to talk about books, and we will not be nice. Are you ripping off my program? Yes, totally. You, you, uh, why, why are you ripping off my program? I, I am uh, libel, libel, or not libel, what is it? Stealing property. No, we're not... KBU is not about property. It's about free expression. And that's why Bookstab will exist. Book stab, but why would you say stab? Like stab the book? Or yeah. So well, uh, books that books. you hate, you mean? I might, I might review some books I like too. So book stab is going to be. Uh, but generally, uh, uh, the thing is, I have a couple of people. I have one person who's kind of would like to do something like that. You might not want to call it book stab, like when he's on, but. Uh, it would be about uh, 
you know. So where are the open mics? Is this some of the, uh, may I use the word, uh, poetic morons at uh, Wildwood no. Saloon? No. These are people who Who have, are they? Yeah. Uh, they are people that will not be named until later. Not named. I they're, mean, they're, they're the people not to be named until later. Not may, to be named. Who may or may not show up on this program when I actually have a show. Now, and are, discuss you, the books do, do, that do you have the energy fairly. and the power to make this work? I like no, it. No, I don't. I totally do not. It's not going to happen ever. It's all about negative spirit. Why? Why do you want to be? Why do you want to make life negative? I don't have to make it negative. It just is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, uh, uh, yeah, we'll talk about books that are overrated. Wow. Some, some, well, also, I, maybe I, we'll I, also I, mention books that are underrated that you should read instead. Well, I, I'm going to mention a, a couple of losers. There's how many minutes left? You're gonna, wait, you're going to take my idea and run with it? No, I, 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 I just read, uh, well, let's stay on talking about this. I just read George Orwell, the worst book called Keep the Aspidistra Flying. In fact, I may give it's this the worst to you. Book? Yes. Um, really? About a bookstore, England. Is it, is it worse you, than... You want to look at it? Is it... It's a, it goes nowhere. He's a great writer. Homage to Catalonia and... Uh, yeah, I've never uh, heard of this book. Uh, oh, you've got always, it. Uh, Reading the back of always, it, yeah, I can see where you're talking about. It's damned interesting to be here and that... Uh, uh, Trevino, did you leave? Yeah. yeah. Left, yeah well... Uh, uh, you, yeah, have, you know what? I have the other book books is fine. Here, will you read a little bit of that? Sure. It's a bookstore. Yeah, yeah. Here's uh, all the pretentious book, people in London. Okay, well, we'll keep it simple. No, here. no, we're um, not going to keep it simple. We're going to turn that off. He, he tipped out down. Use it. Use it. Of tea Don't waste all the time. The WC was on the second floor, the water closet. At the angle of the stairs, he halted, listening. It was a bookkeeper. A moment longer. Ah, another clatter of crockery. Pretentious books. Pretentious readers. Comstock. Poet of exceptional promise, the Times Lit Supplement had said. Hurriedly slipped into the in, water yeah. closet, flung his tea leaves down the waste pipe, and pulled the plug. Then he hurried. Oh, no, no, no. Read, read, read more that where, where the, the bookstore is. Go ahead. And with precautions against noise, brewed himself a fresh pot of tea. Uh, just jump ahead there. There's a. There's a. Uh, no, not just lightly in there. Uh, here, these are about the customers who come into the store right here. Keep the For the rest, in two whole years, he had produced nothing except a handful of short poems. That's right. Perhaps a score and all. This is making me feel a lot better about myself. It was so rarely that he could attain the peace of mind in which poetry, or prose for that matter, has got to be written. The times when he could not work grew commoner and commoner. I know that feeling. Of all types of human being, only the artist keep the aspidistra flying. Keep going. He takes it upon George Orwell. It's a terrible word. He cannot work. That's definitely not true. <laughs> but it is quite true. There are times when one cannot work. Money again, always money. Lack of money means discomfort. Means <laughs> squalid worries. Means shortage of tobacco. lack of money. Means ever presence, present consciousness of failure. Above all, it means loneliness. How can you be anything but lonely on two quid a week? And in loneliness, no decent book was ever written. Oh, <laughs> oh are you kidding me? And then I'll listen to are him. You You're right. That's terrible. No, that it's terrible. great. No, burn, no. Burn that thing now. Uh, all yeah, clear. I'm telling you, that beat out, that's beating out notes from underground. Table, no, no, no. Uh, that, that, that beat me. That's beating out notes from underground. Is worst not worst novel by an established author. Uh right. Keep the aspidistra flying is a, uh, okay, blew I mean, my mind how I mean, bad I mean, it is because 
George Orwell was finishing 1984 and he got a lung ailment like I have possibly and, and he died. When it recovered, it came back and stole the, the whales. Right, well, the hell with the whale. Let's go to the next one. Here, Charles. Kevin well, yeah. How much time have we got? Hurry, hurry. Published the marine mammals on the northwestern coast and gives cranky middle-aged grayish-colored Moby Dick his due. Well, it is my well, opinion, just... my experience and observed whale man with them occur that the sperm whale is a higher organization than any other species of cetacean. Its massive form composed blah blah blah. His mouth is armed with teeth. I've got two minutes. Set for the purpose God of damn this. The animals endowed with the power of descending to the remote caverns of the ocean in search of its prey. Well, let's... God, how I love this long-winded, elegant, rhetorical prose of the 19th century writers. It brings wind, wings, sails, bellows, bellows to my ears. But in this day and age, editors don't have time for that. Okay. <laughs> Fact two. How big is a blue whale? The largest creature ever to live on the planet, its size equals a herd of elephants. 1,500 men, larger than any dinosaur. The tongue weighs three tons. Up to 100 feet long, the blue weighs from 150 to 200 tons. An 18th century anatomist, anatomist dissecting a whale's heart, slipped into the aorta. His fellows rescued him from drowning in whale blood. <laughs> Later, he easily sliced... This was the great readings at Three Friends. ...without stretching it over his head Copy and shoulders. If the whales don't make it on planet Earth, we deserve to die with them. Isn't that so? Metaphysically speaking, human beings possess an unnatural arrogance about their position in the cosmos. We must live to learn with the other... live to live with the other flora and fauna. Uh, weird and wonderful things are disappearing. I hate technology, I hate computers. Okay. Let, let's jump ahead here. We know that. We know that. I'm a technophobe. In the marvelous book Mind in the Waters, John Lilly describes how the dolphin Elvar seemed to be impatient that millions of years of evolutionary history could not be bridged in a few weeks. Lilly describes, he acts as if he wished we would hurry up and understand him. He apparently is pushing points we as yet cannot imagine. For example, he sometimes inserts long passages of dolphinese alternating with our words as if to translate for us. What was Elvar trying to tell us? <laughs> as a whale or a dolphin of Buddha nature, their neocortexes are larger than ours. Why, we don't know what dolphins think, imagine, dream, or meditate upon. Do other living creatures possess spirituality? Okay, so I only have seven minutes. <laughs> let's, let's go on. We have 30 seconds. Fact three, since 1900, two million brother and sister whales have been murdered. Isn't that equivalent to human genocide? Humanity has contaminated everything by its presence. Man-made objects and machinery proliferate everywhere. There is no escape okay, from stay that. Okay, stay with this. The death of otherness approaches. I want this shining to end the program. Saturn or a shooting gallery shot at by rockets. Microwaves riddle our brains and penetrate our genes as we kill off the other creatures. Solo singers, deep blue divers, whales wallow in their own blood, blubber bombed uncomprehendingly. Pesticides poison the white hair and wading in the polluted pond. Things outside ourselves, pure things which can and did exist, now die. They snarl in sorrow. Their wings wave goodbye to tomorrow. Their disappearing forms rise up to reproach us. We are a cosmic pox. Our presence in the universe is a plague. Perish the pimple. I'm almost done here, okay. We cannot comprehend the watery beauty in which the whales live. Only prior to our birth did we feel such bliss. Though the, whale, though the whales are such mass proportion, their playfulness shows a glad awareness of their physical being and of that wet, constantly moving environment of the ocean. What does play have to do with intelligence? Doesn't it help the species to survive? We pitiable humans never stop trying to manipulate things to conquer and comfortableize our existential space to the point of absurdity. Pathetically, believe in an afterlife, ignoring the immediacy of this one, using elevators and artificial hearts, wearing pink fluffy slippers and driving Corvettes, because cetaceans are damnly happy just to be swimming around. 
The roar of the ocean is forever now, and the no, roar no, no, of the no. ocean is forever. No, 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 no. The roar of the ocean is music, the gnawing of sorrows and solace also. When their blowholes open, the whales are breathing like us with great lungs, servicing and gliding, right. frolicking and diving, do those, do those huge and gentle lambs of the deep. Isn't the human species nonetheless vanishing? Don't the ivory breakers tell me so, smashing monotonously, achingly against the shoreline at Newport? An effective metaphysical suicide of the human race, an abortion of the experiment known as life in this part of the Milky Way galaxy would be thermonuclear war. Carl Sagan states in the cosmic connection there's an enormous amount of planets in the galaxy which may have evolved intelligent life, but very few of them have survived the juvenile Stop. phase of their development Stop. or the creation of technology uh, of God without UFO aliens to chart a problem. I, I, I want that there. I want that and on. I want that in one, and if this, if there's room for this, or you can cut before though. Cut before, but you know. Uh, what do you think? Rap. It's a rap. Let's keep going. <laughs> keep going. We have to... We must stop. We must go on. How does the Beckett thing go? Which one? Waiting for Godot. It's like I can't go on. I must go on. Uh. <laughs> You're listening to KBOO Portland. You probably know that KBOO Community Radio is listener sponsored. But did you know that 80% of our funding comes from donations from listeners just like you? You can always make a donation.